Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter show. And you can't miss this. <laughs> Here at Two Medicine Farm, or what's now loosely referred to now as Ned Natter's Florida Island, we're still enjoying some pretty nice weather and blue skies. Only this week, we still had me M-I-L... Or mother-in-law, that's a satana troglodyte. You know, the original B-movie monster from a swamp near you. <laughs> yeah, she was here, floating around. Uh, usually means overcast skies and a heavy downpour, but uh, it arrived all right. Well, with her, that is. Yeah, well, at least in my imagination. Uh, I can't think of anything bright and sunny when I look at her, you know. It's all doom and gloom. Oh, dear. <laughs> the only good thing... If she sleeps in the barn and not me farmhouse, it's already far too crowded anyway with Elsie and her best buddy beyond it, that's uh, beyond it Brandisha Washington or BBW to her friends. Especially when they're still working on that Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> that means stuff in their faces with just about everything and anything they can lay their hands on. <laughs> the highlight of the week was after old Nan and her buddy Toshiko Zuki. That's me, lawyer, brother, and black sheep of the family, Nelson Natter's wife and Beverly Hills sex therapist, Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother. <laughs> They've been watching, you know, this old classic black-and-white movie about a couple of evil body snatchers. You know, they love their traditional movie and afternoon nap experience at least once a week. Well, that afternoon, there was an uncanny coincidence. See, a hearse pulled up outside me farmhouse and the moment old Nan saw it, she was convinced uh, that something was going on and told Toshiko it was a body snatcher. <laughs> the pair of them ended up hiding in the closet, yeah, together. <laughs> oh dear. The drive was only here to pick up a box of me organic cabbages. Well, see, he's an undertaker, but his wife owns a local restaurant. Yeah, quite a combination, eh? <laughs> Either way, after watching Nan go into blowing panic, I couldn't resist the opportunity of asking the driver if he'd take old Nan with the cabbages anyway. <laughs> but unfortunately, he was already loaded. Yep, he already had one in the back, so apparently there's only space for one at a time. Of course, in total contrast, the MIL, Satana, was delighted to see the hearse. Hmm. In the low-budget horror and formerly B-movie industry, it's called a prop. <laughs> she was ready, you know, to hop inside and head back to her latest role as an evil swamp creature. Add to that, Satana never goes out for a normal day. No, 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 she uh, doesn't take any breaks anywhere else. Her idea of fun is visiting the morgue, or better still, watching an autopsy. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, for it's all about the gory details, you know. In fact, when Elsie was a baby, Satana used to let local morgue folks babysit her. She reckoned it was a nice, quiet place for her to sleep back then. Well, you know, that's got me thinking, you know, the idea of a peaceful night. The only time I don't hear snoring or chomping is when Elsie and beyond it are outside. 
And yet that's a very rare event indeed. Add to that, there's no escape from old Nan's continual nicotine-induced cough. (laughs) Anyway, thinking of nightmares, I'm still having these really weird dreams. They return with a vengeance like never before. Added to that, the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when I'm having a nap. Never in bed, though. This time, though, I think me dream was seriously influenced by me farman's rebound relationship with Beyond It. And I don't mean rebound from his short-lived marriage to Darlene Freebird either. Oh no, I'm talking about is breaking up with me camp of farman's Quentin Craglet, or Q&C, as they're now known. <laughs> yep, Ding Dang has been working hard on re-establishing his manhood, and the wife's best buddy was his first choice. Well, put it this way, there's very little to choose from. We used to call it a catchment area. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's not good at catching anything. <laughs> Trouble when he does, he hasn't learned to throw him back. <laughs> anyway, I just hope beyond it never expects him to carry her over the threshold and anywhere else, come to think of it. <laughs> anyway, I'm digressing, aren't I? So back to me dream come nightmare. I was in the barn and laying in the straw was beyond it. <laughs> Ding dang, was holding her hand. And Elsie was standing by for some strange reason. (laughs) I mean, seeing her on her feet is a rare thing anyway these days. (laughs) So now the very complicated part of the dream, beyond it, was giving birth. (laughs) And she was extremely vocal with it. It sounded like a painful rap. With more expletives than you could fit into any normal sentence. (laughs) I mean, there was one for every noun... Verb and adjectives. Yep, <clears throat> and that was from where I was standing. <laughs> Fortunately, I was shielded by the wife, so I was spared anything. Well, I didn't really want to see. <laughs> that was until the babies began to appear. Yep, you heard me, babies. As in the plural of baby. Sex doublets, to be precise. Uh, two look like mini ding-dangs and three like miniature versions of old Lonnie. <laughs> Yep, Lonnie had been at it again, cuckolding Ding Dang for a second time around. And now to the nightmare, or should I say the Two Medicine Farm version of Immaculate Conception, the last of the infants, and a striking resemblance to the incontinent political commentating neighbour, old Russian. <laughs> That's right, Immaculate maybe, more like being impossible. <laughs> So Elsie lined all the babies up on a kind of table as if they were on a factory production line. Mm, six of them. But, you know, I've heard of £10 babies before, but these look closer to 25 Yep, 25 each. Mm, enormous. <laughs> Only when I looked at them again, they turned into six huge cabbages. That's right. Mm, more like their real father, ding dang, actually. Mm. <laughs> when Elsie spoke to me suddenly in her usual nagging whine, it was Ned, 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 get me some ketchup. I said, what, for the cabbages? No, she said, it was... Ned, Ned! Only this time she was tapping me shoulder Ned, with one of her Ned. chubby digits. Yep, the nightmare itself was waking me up again. And all out of ketchup and needing me to fetch it from the store. Ketchup, you know, is like uh, the only reason for living. Yeah, obviously puts it on everything. She even puts ketchup on her ketchup. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again 
at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. As you might recall, old Nan has taken a shine to our new mail carrier, yep, Virgil. Yeah, he made the awful mistake of being nice to the old crow, but she managed to score with a sprightly but stooping 64-year-old mailman, then had it out on a bingo date this week. <laughs> no, he didn't collect her in the mailman, just his minivan. <laughs> the bingo date was at the Veterans of Foreign Wars outpost here. Yeah, Virgil's a member, and Nan certainly qualifies as a kind of veteran, you know, veteran witch. <laughs> Maybe, oh, believe me, well... <laughs> When I tell you she's seen more conflict than most people, either way, Virgil don't stand a chance. The only trouble with a bingo game is it only pays out pin money, so the ardent gambler and card sharp old Nan wasn't much impressed. <laughs> so I was waiting for news of a new poker tournament with Nan at the helm very soon. Yeah, They went to dinner after bingo. It almost sounded romantic until... Hmm, Virgil discovered just how much she can drink in one sitting. Mm. Well, or standing, come to think of it. <laughs> After they returned, I couldn't decide if Virgil just pities the old crow or really likes her. Nan reckons she's got a toy boy. <laughs> not 64 years young. He's not much of a boy, but either way, the 30-year age gap seems to be important to Nan. It turns out that Virgil was on the rebound. Yeah, it's the second rebound in this show. Only when it comes to old Nan, it would be better termed as out of the frying pan, into the fire. Um, sorry, I mean cauldron, yeah. <laughs> She's definitely got the poor old mailman under some kind of evil spell. Come to think of it, I haven't seen many frogs or lizards recently. <laughs> and to that, I noticed them sharing a goodnight kiss in the front of Virgil's minivan. I was taken aback. (laughs) Well, mainly because Nan actually took her cigarette away from her lips for a full minute. I just wondered whether she had her teeth in or not. Oh dear, I hate to think. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday. You can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. On the other hand, despite me crazy dream, me scruffy fireman ding-dang's been paying a lot of attention to the wife's buddy beyond it. After all, you can hardly miss her. (laughs) I know she's been back and forth because all me game cameras are full up with images of her. Well, mostly from behind. (laughs) Uh, When that happens, the camera has to switch to infrared to work. Yeah, it blocks out most of the daylight completely. (laughs) Nevertheless, ding-dang and her have been sharing bud and pizza week sharing well let's just say a 90 10 split in favor of beyond it <laughs> yep ding dang is gonna have to get used to leftovers from now on hang on no i actually think he prefers them <laughs> despite the usual drama i've still got that unforgettable little feature on the show so here's ding dang's southern quote folks will be able to see to christmas <laughs> Maybe even Ding Dang was shocked this week by beyond its range of super short skirts. <laughs> anyway, I think I'll reposition me game cameras away from the farm and point them into the field. Yeah, otherwise me cameras will stop working and the SD cards will give up. 
if they see any more shocks like that. <laughs> and to that, I have my own problem of having to look at them later too, so, oh dear, again. <laughs> me recently rehoused campers, Quint and Craglet, have been winterizing their little travel trailer all week. Yep, the overnight temperature's got as low as 55 degrees. Well, they actually think that's cold. <laughs> so we'll have to wait until we get some genuinely cold weather. Apparently, their preparations have more to do with Quinton's return to paint and nudes. Oh dear, apparently the colder air hardens his oils and stiffens his brush. Whilst his volunteer subjects come up short in me barn. Some days, I just don't want to know the details though. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, up next, I mentioned Elsie, the wife's favourite subject, food, of course, yep, but I'm not featuring her private recipes and ideas for cooking. I just can't face her revolting swampy offerings. <laughs> Add to that, she cooked this thing called a pumpkin surprise this week, you know. They're in season, and cheaper after Halloween, see, oh, only Elsie guts the contents and fills the inside up with all sorts of sticky, sweet ingredients. After that, it goes into the microwave as usual. Only this time, I don't think the pumpkin skin was up to the weight of the contents, and the whole lot burst open under the heat and pressure. <laughs> I knew something had gone awry when I saw Elsie sitting at the microwave door with a spoon and scraping out the contents. No, no, not into the trash can, into her mouth. Yep, there's a far more room in there. I'm just glad I get to still cook my own food and leave it to that cosy relationship with that microwave. Then I should mention the wife's new diet plan, shouldn't I? Well, yep, it's called the Palm Beach Diet. It appears to be going just as you'd expect, lying on your back and doing nothing for half the day. (laughs) A net increase of £20 in one week. Yep, hardly surprising, but you know, it's still technically a diet, isn't it? You know, you just put on the pounds instead of take them off. In fact, to be very honest with you, I really don't want to see anything else he takes off. No, it wouldn't just mess up me day, it would traumatise me senses for weeks afterwards. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me blind neighbour old Lonnie and his housemate, nudist swinger old Fred's house is the hottest venue in North Florida for that unique swingers party every Saturday night. It's called Do You Know Fred? Sometimes I wish I didn't. I do. <laughs> bring a bottle, bring your wife and potluck dishes for all night buffet. Yeah, very nice Fred who gets to meet like-minded swingers. And old Lonnie eats his way through the mountain of free food. Because the other guests are so preoccupied, old Lonnie usually has enough leftovers to survive for the entire week. (laughs) So when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's party theme was Cougars and their prey. Ooh, dear, and hardly original round here. Well, to be honest, it's more like cat and mouse, I suppose. (laughs) Anyway, I took a look at Fred's cougar lineup. To be honest, they look more like cats from the rescue shelter. (laughs) On their last legs, 
with scruffy flea-ridden coats and dock tails. Yep, <laughs> they'd had their fair share of run-ins with just about everything for what you might call accidents. <laughs> anyway, they were outnumbered as usual though, but the prey on the other hand looked too old to catch up with them anyway. So they were quite well suited for a change. You know, I started to feel sorry for any mice that might have attended. Either way, after having a quick butcher's look, or look to you, I headed home. Yep, very quickly. (laughs) Added to that drama, Fred decided that after never trusting his blind housemate again with a regular lawnmower, he'd go out and buy one of them new auto-robotic mowers. This thing he's got has got GPS, even Wi-Fi, so Fred can control the thing with his phone. Which all seemed great. You know, these little machines are guided by a sort of wire too that stops them leaving the property or lawn. Mm. Only that was until the $2,000 toy didn't comprehend exactly what the obstacle was in front of it. Yep, this time it was Fred's pet Russian toys. <laughs> you know... I don't know whether the country of origin had anything to do with it or not. Either way, they came head to head on a strip of grass. Unfortunately, the mower easily outpaces the tortoise, and this time the poor old slow shell lost the battle with the lazy person's mower from reptile hell. (laughs) Either way, afterwards, the mower needed repair, and the poor old tortoise was irreparable. Well, actually, I think the word is, well, mulched, not irreparable. (laughs) Whilst on the subject of robotic devices, though, I should mention another sad demise this week. The robotic vacuum cleaner I bought for the farmhouse. Mm, Oh, dear. Well, it choked to death on all of Elsie's crumbs when it took a cleaning trip around the sofa. (laughs) You know, it wasn't a pleasant sight. It's bad enough seeing the wife's microwave on fire, but a smoking vacuum is not nice at all. The poor old thing didn't know whether to suck or blow, but ended up all burnt out. (laughs) Well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. My 95-year-old rather old nan, the miserable old crow herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. (laughs) This time, old Nan remembers another of our long-lost relatives, yet perhaps long-lost for a very good reason. (laughs) See, we got far too many relatives anyway. It was a memory about the time when me old uncle, that's Big John Death, the grave digger. Grave diggers are pretty common. In old Nan's family, with a name like Death, they just seem absolutely cut out for the role. <laughs> oh dear, well that's old Nan's maiden name, see, but they say Diath. It makes it sound better, and that's why I always call them the Deaths. It makes everything clear and above board up front. <laughs> anyway, to start with, I'd heard this one before, but I could never see what the big deal was until old Nan remembered Big John's reputation for burying things. Yep. Like a squirrel. Oh dear, well that family is full of them. No, no, not squirrels. Nuts. <laughs> well, Big John was not only a fast digger, he was incredibly short-sighted. I'm not just referring to his inch-thick glasses either, I'm talking about his 12-inch-thick skull. <laughs> mm. 
The drama only started when old Big John was filling in the grave after a quick local send-off. Yep, they were into funerals without a fuss back then. The problems only started the next day when the undertaker's wife reported her hubby as missing. Oh dear. Unfortunately, it was too late. He was already six feet under with the coffin. Well, that was until I remembered another peculiarity of the death family. Yep, deafness. (laughs) Big John had accidentally swiped the old funeral guy with his shovel. (laughs) See, he always stopped by after the main event to give Big John a kind of tip for his services. Yep, a little bit of cash on the side. Yep. The man fell inside the hole and Big John just continued to fill it back with dirt whilst continually complaining about the lack of a tip this time around. (laughs) Yep, another death family trait. Just like old Nan, they're always moaning about something. Yep, they're the only family I know that are blissfully happy about being completely unhappy. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely, tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few, and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes, if it's really bad, you have to burn it. Middle of Road books go in the giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on the family library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay then, I've ended up with only one new book this time around and it's called The Life Coach by I Miss the Bus Junior. <laughs> oh dear. This book is aimed at folks needing what the author calls a life coach. And believe me, that seems to be a word I hear a lot these days. And quite frankly, the kind of folks putting themselves out there as life coaches are in need of some serious coaching of their own and not just handing out advice to others. (laughs) The author reckons everyone needs help with life and he rattles on and on about his experiences. Yet basically, going through a divorce... And losing his job all at once. Yeah, that's going to happen, especially when your wife is also your boss. (laughs) Sure, you can't have one without the other, can you? (laughs) So the book's poorly titled. It should be called How My Pain and Suffering is So Important to Me and How I Want You to Know All About It. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. That would take up a lot of space on the cover and even on the bestsellers list. But believe me, it's never going to make it there anyway. (laughs) So the life coach has just missed the bus with this one. Mm. So at first, I thought compost deep. Then I considered the author's hideous life and ideas. Well, put it this way, I was lighting a fire this week anyway. So I broke all my rules and burned it. Yep, very quickly. Well, me lovelies, that's all on the book review feature this time around. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com 
where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yeah, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting India again, and it's not a revolting foodie one, but it does include some very disturbing information. It's called the Baba Uma Daga. <laughs> I got it right. That is, it's a ritual performed in a place called Solapur, and involves the dropping of babies from a 50-foot-high platform to help them grow strong and healthy. <laughs> oh dear. But wait, there is more. They actually catch them in a kind of hammock-like cloth sheet before the poor little muckers hit the ground here. That's good news anyway. I just hope nothing ever goes wrong. Mm. Apparently they've been doing this for about 700 years. Mm. With different babies, I hope. <laughs> anyway, oh well, it's just not the kind of place I'd recommend you choose for your daycare. <laughs> I mean, you just see it, can't you? I mean, do you ask them, uh, do you let little muckers have a nice afternoon nap? They say, oh, no, no, no. We just throw them out the window to make them strong and healthy. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother young buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. (laughs) Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manor. Just good old-fashioned manners. So how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Nenat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message you have messages well hello dad your brother buck has told me he's behind the eight ball yes every time i can't find him anywhere on the farm he tells me he's behind it funny thing though is when he gets out from behind it his breath always smells of vodka so ned Tell me exactly what happens behind the eight ball, old cap. Thank you so much, Ned. I look forward to hearing from you. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just love the way he introduced himself on me voicemail. It's as if I know someone else that actually sounds like him. Oh dear. Anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. See, Buck's been throwing out a load of commonly used phrases and words, and old Nigel is totally confused, isn't he? Mm. This time it's behind the eight ball. See, Nigel thinks Buck's deliberately confusing him. Yeah, he doesn't realise that Buck confuses everyone he meets. <laughs> Add to that, behind the eight ball is a phrase taken from a game of pool. 
I know you prefer billiards over there, Nigel, you know, but pool is more popular over the pond. Anyway, it means being in an uncomfortable and unfavourable position. And believe me, Buckner has spent most of his life in an uncomfortable position. In fact, it's the way he lives his life. And there's no way of getting away from that, is there? So, Nigel, Buck's always somewhere awkward. And yes, that's often behind the eight ball. But just to put you straight there, there's no vodka behind it. Unless, of course, the pool table is in the back room of some dubious bar. And that sounds like the perfect haunt for Bucknatter. So, Nigel, I hope that makes some kind of sense to you. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me incontinent political commentator neighbour old Rushy Stonewall Jackson Farm to listen to the latest second-hand news from the right centre and all in small instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder. Rush is always rushing off. Poor old bucker. <laughs> Rush is still focused on his private ideas and has forgotten all about the current Democrat rhetoric, yeah, although his politics are always on track. He's decided that the best way to bring attention to his one-man efforts in getting in more GOP votes and wins is to hold a charity golf event. (laughs) Naturally, there's a small entry fee and all participants have to wear a recognised GOP cap. Or they'll be refused the mission. Mm. Had that one before. The proceeds are going to one of Russia's favourite charities too. You know, yep, it's called the Retired, Disabled and Resigned Congressman's Benevolent Society of West Virginia. Well, there's a new one. <laughs> um, and now let's see. Anyway, the event is going to be at the local course. Yep, it's pretty small. And the title of the event is called Nine Holes to Victory. Yep, nine holes. Mm. On the other hand, I think poor old Rush needs to rethink that. You know, for starters, although the course is only nine holes, Rush has to make 36 stops. (laughs) And that's not just because he keeps losing his balls either. No, they used to call it in the rough, didn't they? But everything's already pretty rough round here to begin with, I can tell you. Add to that, a game with Rush... Nine holes and 36 stops is going to sound more like one of those annoying toilet paper packs, isn't it? You know, nine equals 36. Yep, sounds just like Rush. <laughs> but before I can say anything else, his old words tailed off and he excused himself with that standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Oh dear, Rush has always got to go and flush. <laughs> But later that day, I was taken aback when I saw Rush again. Yep. Being helpful and working on his private conversion through kindness initiative. This time, he'd stopped by me Ferrari-loving tractor mechanic Luigi's Bregatori's home to help him with a huge tree that had collapsed onto Luigi's driveway. Just missing his pride and joy. Yep. Only by a few feet. <laughs> yeah, that's his Rosso Corso Italian baby. By only two feet actually (laughs) Rush was there with his biggest chainsaw and his truck Mm, he reckoned the Italian vote is important to his GOP buddies add to that Luigi according to Rush makes great pasta (laughs) well I suppose that makes sense you know he lives on his own and comes from Italy Mm. pasta and high octane fuel are the only things Luigi needs for a perfect life with his Ferrari.
This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit down. <laughs> young Alice dodged the subject of pet chickens this time and was anxious to get her balls out. <laughs> I haven't actually seen them for a few weeks now. Yep, her crystal balls. I've given way to tarot cards instead. Oh dear. She had to look into the misty white crystal and reckon everything was looking good. But I still need to keep me stress levels down to a minimum. Oh, well, you never know. She even suggests I spend a few more days in her zen room. And, you know, that's an offer I cannot refuse. <laughs> but then she looked at a second one and smiled. Yeah, second ball. Yeah, she reckoned there was about to be a big shift in me farmhouse. Yeah, I wonder if our temporary permanent guest beyond it is finally going to move out. Of course, if it's a massive shift, maybe the wife will join her. Mm. Add to that, Alice said I should be taking more notes of the wonders of nature. Yeah. And she baffled me again with a really bizarre statement. Right out of the blue, dragonflies eat their own body weight of mosquitoes every day. Yeah, I watch them every evening, snatching the nasty bloodsuckers right out the air. I just wish they'd work all night too, you know, but of course living with Elsie and beyond it, I'm used to creatures that eat the equivalent of their own body weight each day. (laughs) Anyway, as always, Alice's coffee, cake and company was reliably nice. (laughs) This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, me lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, me listeners. Yep, I've got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> right then, I got me first call from Sally in Skegness. That's over there in Old England, Lincolnshire to be accurate. And she's wanted to let me know. She read this really disturbing article. It detailed how all these new UFO reports are being released all of a sudden. And to be honest, a few are ridiculous. And others seem to have a really quite a simple explanation if you look at it carefully, you know. She reckons the Air Force guys are sitting in their offices laughing their heads off. <laughs> <laughs> yep, another one of ours. Yep, that will keep them guessing for another 50 years. <laughs> yep, that's how long they keep the report secret, isn't it? Didn't help the guy who reported that one in England back then, close to where Sally lives, was smoking dope in the woods when the thing flew over anyway. <laughs> He reckoned it had red lights and looked like a flying triangle. Wow, now that is a description that blew me away. (laughs) That is unless it had blown away in reality and was a flying road sign. (laughs) Oh dear. Of course, before I leave this one, I looked at the article myself that Sally sent me. Well, it comes with a few pencil drawings from yet another sightseer. So I looked at it. Then looked again, I got me plain spotter book out and it looks just like a US Air Force F-117. Yeah, a triangle with a little triangular greenhouse on top. 
when I look back at the rudimentary drawing again, though, I remember the kind that, you know, kindergarten kids draw and wondered why the little triangle didn't have a nice little smoking chimney on top and a couple of lollipop-shaped trees on either side. <laughs> oh, dear. My second item comes from Bob in Bay City. That's up there in Michigan, isn't it? He's called me about this really troubling news. He reckons a Japanese company has just developed a flying bike, or hover bike. <laughs> uh, it can reach over 60 miles an hour and can hover for about half an hour. You know, at first, I want to just say why. I mean got enough traffic problems aren't we on the ground right now added to that we've got all these silly drones everywhere and and best of all or should i say worst of all we've got overhead power lines around here <laughs> i just wonder how long it would hover on one of them you know particularly with a thousand volts surging through it <laughs> this is ned natter here with the ned natter radio show i'm here every wednesday but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts so if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Hey dubious Command Agent 50% is lining me up with a new ad this week and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, well I'm looking through 50%'s latest offering and I'm really not sure about this one at all. It might just be taking things too far. This is the kind of ad where you can actually picture... A real-life accident whilst you're listening to it. <laughs> anyway, so here goes. You're just going to love our unique offerings here at Freehand and Multitask Inc. Where you're sure to find a deal like no other. So let's start with the deal of the week. Yep, we've just got about the best thing for folks on the go. Yep, do you always feel angry when you're driving? Well, we've got the ultimate in drive and dine options, including our one-of-a-kind patented meal-on-the-wheel device. Yeah, right. it fits right on your steering wheel and includes our free burger clip and upright fries dispenser. The handy big drink holder is there too, so you never need to take your hands off the wheel to eat again. You can graze right off it. Even turns with your hard right turns, so it's worry-free. So visit our website today to learn more at grazeanddrive.net. But don't forget our unique 30-day guarantee on everything we sell. Hands-free eating and no spills, or double your money back. But wait, with every meal on wheel device this week only, our senior sales manager, Bob Windshield, is throwing in a complimentary box of our unique ketchup straws. Yep, just like this, you suck them and see. That's right, they're absolutely free. So don't delay, check out our unique online-only deals today. You know, all I hear is the sound of slurping and munching, followed by breaking glass and crunching metal. Oh dear. Sorry, I was grazing at the time. That's right, grazing, not texting. So I didn't see that red light. The big drink was blocking the view. Oh and there are enough distractions already behind the wheel, you know. But I must admit, I was going to ask them to send me a free sample of them ketchup straws, you know. If the wipe likes them, I'll buy more. It'll be less messy round here. Add to that, and fortunately for her, we don't do any artificial insemination here on Two Medicine Farm. 
so there'd be no confusion about which straws she needs to take out of the fridge first. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurised and unfilmed. But that's all, me lovelies, and on that note, I better go. So until next time, remember, farm as are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters. Without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe use podcasts too. Add to that, there's me social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you again. And I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat Show soon. So until then, keep a smile on your face, think positive, and don't sweat the small stuff. The grass is not always green on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs>